You know, I heard Skinner say the teachers will crack any minute. Skinner said the teachers will crack any minute. Purple Monkey Dishwasher. book and it's so awesome oh yeah 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 you said that uh just like it's all his perspective of the writer's room and it, he really like tells you everything that they used to do and like how an episode's actually written well as soon as you do if you're done it i'm gonna drive over and scoop it from you all right okay there's okay, cool. uh there's the thing where he talks about the future and like how they predict the future or whatever mm-hmm. he's, he's like it's really just natural because they write an episode nine months ahead of time so they are always trying to predict the future and what's going to be like popular nine months from now yeah you don't get many well and that's what the one guy the one quote saying we wanted to warn you right like it wasn't like we wanted this to happen it was kind of like hey wouldn't this suck donald trump was that's like in that rage ever tell you about the rage against the machine video uh video for uh sleep now in the fire where they take over wall street yeah there's a guy in the back with a protest sign that says Trump 2000 on it. And it's just a flash of it. And I was kind of like, did I see that? Cause I was, I watched it. This is in like 2000, you know, uh, 2016. Right. Like, yeah. and it was like, did I see that? It was very weird. It was very weird. And then they have, um, I think Giuliani's in it and like, scary, man. You're just like, Oh boy. They had no idea what was coming. Well, I think with the whole future thing, I uh, now that I'm reading more on it, is it's 20 people who are just insanely smart, right? Like yeah, 20, yeah. 20 insanely smart people writing an episode. And like, is... Well, that's why you get the joke, like when he's in Itchy and Scratchy, when he whips the... He was always telling them to sing Dear Harvard and yeah. whip his name playing in. That's them, right? Like yeah. that's them making fun these Harvard educated cartoon writers like, Oh boy, I'm sure your parents are super happy. About this. So like, I've been That's saying, like I've been saying like, is, are the Simpsons predicting the future or is the future just predictable to smart people? You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I, I think, think that, that's, that's what that's, it is. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. And even like Bob Odenkirk, um, Conan O'Brien. Yeah. They're not just funny. They're, smart smart people oh they talk conan's like up so much in this book too just how he's come on he's just completely completely different well that's the best thing about the simpsons is a lot of them are it's like 20 different people i mean you've been in comedy like writing comedy with people when you get like gelling you get like three or four different uh like i have jokes but if i take them to you you might have a completely different outlook on something that i never would have thought of exactly yeah exactly it's so um 
yeah, writers' rooms are, are if you can get that groove, like I imagine, like Seinfeld had, or even the Drew Carey show and stuff, where you know they really knew the characters and really got into a good groove. It always seems like the best shows had like that really strong writers' room or or really strong cast that are always together like even think to you know like seth rogan movies and stuff like that he always has like the same people adam sandler always has like the same people around him but then again so does scorsese right yeah because yeah. like you said you know they're dependable you well know i think it works uh, i think it's a good they're not going to give you any bs yeah yeah of course it's like yeah. there's a reason will ferrell and john c Riley want to work together all the time right because it must be the most fun time ever right can you imagine how much fun it must have been to film Anchorman? Yeah. Like it must have been just like, yeah, there's lots of times where it's boring and, you know, lots of nonsense, BS that goes on. But um, the fun just, they must have had, that whole crew, like, come on. And to like just in writers' rooms and stuff, like reading out the st uh, stepbrothers' lines for the first time. Mm. Like, uh, I could imagine, like, that's a, that's another movie that's a classic that I think is kind of like stupid funny, but I still love it. I think it's oh, it's like, so funny. I mean, that's hilarious. A, and that's what people don't get. I always say with stand-up is that, um, you know, whether you're smart funny or stupid funny or somewhere in the middle or or gross funny or whatever, as long as it's funny, that's all that matters. There's if it's not funny, everything. it's not funny, right? Like yeah. there's all sorts, it might, might not be my, my thing, like the Tim and Eric kind of stuff. I didn't, it never really makes me laugh, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I get why people like it. It's just not my thing. I, I it never, you know, this sort of anti-comedy comedy, you know, um, which I think can be done beautifully. And there's times like, like sort of like Nathan for you and stuff. Like, I mean, it's mm -hmm. obviously brilliant stuff, but a lot of the times I'm just kind of like, am I missing something here? Am I supposed to miss it? You know, things like that, right? Um, but for the most part, like, I like all sorts of I stuff. struggle with Nathan for you because I think it's hilarious, like what's going on, but I also watch it and feel so awkward while I'm that's watching why I can't it. watch that stuff. And that's yeah. my, I'm the same with you. Like even like movies like Meet the Fockers there, mm -hmm. where he just gets in these situations that are super uncomfortable and he looks awful and stuff. And I was like, I don't get why this is funny. Like this poor guy is just trying to do his best and he gets completely humiliated every time he does something yeah. and i'm like am i supposed to hate this guy like if he was a complete asshole or something like just loathing a kind of a character that'd be great to see that happen to the city yeah. and fall on his face but when he's the seemingly nice honest guy it's like i don't i don't get it i get why people like have that nervous laughter right who love that kind of a thing but for me it, yeah you too right it's like nah i don't like that as much well the office was basically built off that humor too right i yeah you're the american of course. office of course well, i guess both of them oh i mean the the yeah. the british office is almost like it's too painful yeah. like it is just like ah, like you get you know i mean it's brilliant but i'm like i, I couldn't i can watch the office like american one but the british one just i find a lot of british humor is based off that kind of style of deadpan they um, love awkwardness it. yeah yeah even python and all those things yeah now yeah, wait are we actually difference. doing a podcast because it sounds like we're doing a podcast here oh yeah <laughs> i got it i started recording a while ago yeah. 
Listen, I want to be funny. I don't want to just chit chat. I want to make a yeah. good show with some laughs. Well, we All can right. uh, we can start talking about the episode if you want. Yeah, let's do that. I was I okay. Go ahead. All right. So, uh, episode we're going to talk about today, uh, season nine, episode nine. It's Realty Bites. Realty um, Bites. One of my favorite episodes. Definitely my top ten. Uh, which it, I tried to make a top ten list the other day, and oh. it, I got it narrowed down to thirty two. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking so, about that. I thought that's got to be the same with me where I just can't. Uh... And then I got it to narrow down to 20 now. And I still don't think I could ever put them in order. Like it's, <laughs> it's too hard. Yeah. I, I don't see how you're supposed to do that either. But oh, Realty Bites, I actually was, uh, I can't believe this was a later on episode. Yeah, uh, me too. Season I was nine. Surprised. I thought it. I thought it took place a lot earlier in, in the series. Um, yeah, because it's a Phil Hartman episode, first mm -hmm. up, right? Which is always amazing. Um, and he's not a lawyer in it, right? It's Lionel Hutz, but he's not a lawyer. In yeah. It. So to give, to give just a, a little, the listeners, um, a little catch up on what episode we're actually talking about. It's the one where Marge takes a job with Lionel Hutz as a real estate agent but questions her morals as she's forced to sell subpar houses. Um, so yeah, as you were saying, Lionel Hutz is not a lawyer now. Uh, he's a realtor. Yeah. I guess and he owns Gil. the company, I guess. That's right. Yeah, I guess he does. Yeah. Which is weird, right? Because he's uh, I, such an ass. I also like how he alludes to it. He said that um, all his... Uh, his normal customers usually lose their houses. So it was a good move for him. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then my favorite, so I watched it last night because you said this Realty Bites is one of your favorite. And I was like, which one's that? And you're like, oh, the, you know, yeah. and I was like, oh yeah, that's a good one. But I hadn't seen it in so long. I wouldn't think of it as like a top 10 episode, right? Because, yeah. but then you forget. So I watched it again last night and I forgot, not only does it have, <laughs> Marge's whole plot, but it's got the FBI plot where Millhouse, where Bart rats out Millhouse to the FBI and they pull up to the schoolyard and chase him. And then later on, they show up again and he's doing the fugitive. He's <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones. So I had to explain that joke to my kid because it's like he doesn't know what the fugitive is, right? Yeah. But I howled because I totally forgot that those two bits were in there. Millhouse, my glasses. Yeah. <laughs> water i thought that is so good that is so good um and then the other part was uh what else is going on what's going on with lisa or oh, when they lisa and bart come in and they're and they're playing the, the married couple oh yeah <laughs> i don't want to be a veterinarian and i'll need to keep lots of animals in this damn house oh yeah like so good right <laughs> like every bit and then of course snake right it's a heavy snake episode too right because mm -hmm. the whole part about bart or uh, homer buying the car right little bandit <laughs> and what i love about that is when marge says uh, uh i found the hat right when he's like well i got mine and you got yours yeah and not only does she say i found it but when he peels away it the goes flying off her head and she doesn't even have her hat i was just like oh boy what a just beautifully executed bits all the way through it right two things about this episode that i was uh i found interesting this was the last speaking appearance of 
Phil Hartman. Oh, really? I and wondered. It was, and it was also the first appearance of Gil ever. Is that right? Nine seasons in, it took to get Gil. That's funny. Yeah, you would it's think weird because he just early. seems like he seems like such a like a, a part of the Simpsons universe, and he didn't come in till season nine. Yeah. And that's when they started using them heavily after Phil Hartman passed away, obviously. Right. Of they kind of yeah, changed gonna... the salesman character to Gil instead of... Uh, but of course, it, like, without realizing that they set up sort of that character without they, knowing that Phil would they, be gone, they you know? They kind of passed off the torch a little bit, having Lionel be his boss and, like, boss him around. He's like, oh, you're that's on right. thin ice, Gil. Like, yeah, feels like I brought this wall from home. <laughs> Him shaking off all his personal effects from the wall before he puts it in front of Marge is just yeah. uh, just another humiliation performance. When he says, "What was it? The Hail Murray?" I had forgot the Hail Murray. Would you use the old Hail Murray? The Susquehanna yeah. <laughs> shuffle. <laughs> Oh poor here's old Gil. Like oh actually course, it's I, all it's all a Glengarry Glen Ross bit too, yeah, right? It's it is all, yeah. it's all that not overtly but subtly. And of course Gil is obviously the you know the guy who <laughs> just completely washed up. One of the best lines in the whole episode, it actually might be my favorite line, is where uh um Marge just meets Lionel and she's like, Oh, that must be really rewarding. He's like, Yes, the money is good. <laughs> it's just like one of the best Phil Hartman lines ever and it's great that he's in so much of this episode as well right yeah it he's is a, like such a not big... just a, a cameo bit right one thing too is he's fairly like I mean I guess you could kind of say successful in this episode whereas normally mm -hmm. he's like an unsuccessful lawyer yeah where he's like oh yeah and I mean he's like doing he's well besides three days I guess besides the fact that he lives in the houses with his dogs or whatever. Yeah. Like it's, it's a it's it's a success, but it's a Simpson success, right? It's like not when he all those dogs and him go strolling in there, uh, that is another great joke. Just another like, oh, okay, yeah, there's Lionel. There's that's a Lionel. Exactly like you were saying earlier. It's uh on on the surface, you might not think much of this episode, but it is just like joke after joke, and it's it's almost like the Scorpio yeah. episode where just every yeah. line is funny somehow. Yeah. Well, and then the whole, like, the fact that you get all this stuff with Snake and his car, like, she needs premium, <laughs> dude. You know? and he just keeps driving them more and more nuts. And the fact that he uses an Acme wire. Yeah. It's labeled Acme wire and he strings it across, right? And of course, <laughs> cuts to Homer. I just love the feel of the wind on my neck, right? Yeah. The car, just perfect right it keeps going and of course it you know he doesn't get his head cut off and, actually, then, and then they followed up with the sandwich bit yeah where he's got the sandwich up in the air i told them to cut my sandwich and off goes the arm like that whole sequence it just put me in tears i'm just I like literally, so funny literally just read about that mike reese's book uh, about that bit itself and it was just supposed to be cutting off the sandwich like it was just supposed to cut the sandwich in half and then right. someone said it in the writer's room and everyone just started <laughs> laughing so they went with it 
Yeah, because it's a perfect fake out, right? It's uh, one of those things too where it, it brings it back to like a cartoon world because like, you know, obviously there's no continuity and the next episode he has his arm. Yeah. Like it's uh well if you notice if you watch it again at the end, um when they're all standing in line to get the the unemployment check. Which is funny because um, he's in the unemployment line. Yeah, but like he's Kirk got a cast- would be. But he's, yeah, he's got like a sling on or something. Right? Yeah, he's got a cast and a sling on, right? So yeah. they obviously sewed his arm back on. He's fine. Uh, um, that's, and the only thing of the whole thing, right? And then right at the end, when she comes in to get the unemployment check and she's like, whoa, $300 for doing nothing. And, and somebody's like, you'll get used to it. It's Gil, right? Doesn't he's yeah. like, no, it's George Bush. Oh, of course it is. Of course yeah. it is. George Bush Sr. Yeah. It's such an odd ending like yeah. it's so especially now where like america's would kill to get a 300 and it's 300 bucks unemployment check yeah um, it's so different that, that their joke was like wow the government's giving out free money it's just such a weird ending that one i think it was just yeah kind of a way to reset it back to the normal right for next week or whatever yeah yeah it's I- um yeah, it just struck me as a as a as an odd ending right at the end, especially with George Bush Senior there, which of course is a yeah, it's throwback a, to the yeah, he's living in Springfield. <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a really funny line that I think a lot of people gloss over too is when uh, Flanders goes to move to the the murder house, and yeah. Homer's Homer's just yeah. like sold a house and got rid of the Flanders. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you're on fire, Marge. Well, that's the whole other bit is the whole murder house stuff with the Flanders, right? And uh, my favorite is when Homer, as soon as they leave, and he goes, oh, that old Flanders place <laughs> yeah. gives me the creeps. And how the, <laughs> the Flanders just go on for a while talking in, like, puns. They're like, oh, we just want to get back to the house and rest in peace. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, three just... the... What's the one? I think I have it here. It said... Uh, um. The kids could just scream bloody murder. No one would hear. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm just going to spill my guts. I love it to death. Right? Like, come on. Right? Or yeah, that. Look at this place. And the price has been slashed repeatedly. (laughs) The the murder house itself is modeled after the Bates home in Psycho. Yes. Yes. And then they also make the Red Room reference with with, uh, Todd. Red Room. Red Room over there. I had to explain that one too, the Shining joke. So I had to explain the whole that, which is a cool, that's a creepy bit. That's a creepy bit in that movie. It's been parodied a lot, but they pulled it off. You know what I mean? They have the whole Shining Treehouse of Horror too, so... Well, I mean, I th- well, there's a lot of references to The Shining all through oh, The Simpsons. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, what I here's an interesting thing. So I, we watched Lisa the babysitting one where she's the mm-hmm. babysitter, which is another great chock full of amazing stuff that you forget. Um, and Rod and Todd are scared of a a moth. Remember the moth yeah. attack? And then in this one, the like, and he's like, "What does he say? I'm I'm a torso, right? With yeah. the bob pile of torsos." I thought it was funny that they abandon that where they have this fascination with this murder house, right? It's a very um, different take on the Flanders. Yeah, you know? like all of the Flanders are excited about it. I also yeah. found a gag um, that I never seen, never caught um, 
when they're actually talking for the first time about the murder house and they show the newspaper, they're like five people murdered and the old lady got away or whatever. And they're all like, oh, that's good for that old lady. Kind of <laughs> insinuating it was the old lady who killed everybody. <laughs> like, Yeah, that's a good bit. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, oh, and another joke, the, the joke that I hear, I'll show my, my Clancy Wiggum. <laughs> Take him away, toys. What'd you say, Chief? So anyway, I got the we got a bunch of Simpsons minifigs, but of all the police jokes that they do, the one where Wiggum is asleep and Little Bandit goes by and Homer and Snake are fighting on it, and he sits up and he goes, "At the ten thirty-seven, waking up a police officer," <laughs> and I like I totally forgot that joke, and it just the way <laughs> the sheer contempt they have for the police in the Simpsons is just like, so funny. They, there's no better mockery of the lazy and the other one, the episodes, not in this one, but where he um, he's playing chess with a dog when, when Mark, when Marge calls for an emergency. Oh, um, yeah. Like that kind of a joke, right? Picking yeah. like up a police officer. The fact that there's a law, I was like, Oh boy, that one is just getting better by the year. He also has a really good line earlier on an episode at the police auction where they're selling the gates. And he's like, yeah. this, these gates are bulletproof, bombproof, and battering ram resistant. It's like, well, what yeah. happened to Johnny? Yeah. Uh, he forgot to lock him. <laughs> yeah. and, then he's, and then he's there up with Snake, too, getting to have to watch the whole thing. Yeah, Johnny D. Yeah. He's like, I got those from Johnny C. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you ever see Johnny D ever again, do you? No. No. Maybe later on, but no. He's like a one, yeah, maybe in the later episodes. He, I, he's a one-time character they could have brought back. I always thought they could have brought back Jessica Lovejoy as well. Yeah, they never did. Or, well, in the in the Lisa's Rival, um, her best oh, yeah. friend, yeah. who we never see again. We never, ever see They again. really now, could have kept her, yeah. Is he a guest voice though? Was was Lisa's rival? Did, uh... I'm not sure who Lisa's rival. I, I know uh, Jessica Lovejoy was Meryl Streep though. Yes. So that's yes. why they but... couldn't get her back. Yeah, that's like Bart's girlfriend. Yeah. Um, is um, oh, sir, uh, from Roseanne, the daughter. Oh um, yeah, Sarah Gilbert. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Sarah Gilbert. Now my pants are chafing me. That was a really good episode too. Yeah, yeah Jimbo. Lisa's oh, did you see? Uh, <laughs> did you see this? Just because it's topical, but um, where they somebody pasted Donald Trump over this? Oh yeah, yeah. I think I even posted it on the on the group. Uh, yeah, it probably was you. Lisa's That's rival was actually Winona Ryder. Of course. That's why I never see her again. Yeah. So it was just a guest again. episode. Right. Right. Yeah. That makes that. sense. <laughs> yeah. It's still funny though. Oh, and then, um, yeah, Lisa the Simpson. We watched that one. That was the one we watched after um, Realty Bites. So I got some actual like cultural references here written down from the episode too. Okay. And some gags. So uh, I think you've already covered a couple. Um, the title is a reference to uh, Reality Bites movie. Why Nona Ryder? That's yeah. weird. The Why yeah. Nona Ryder film. Separate um, episode. See, I tell you, man. Homer something. sings Suzanne Vega's song Luca when he's <laughs> when he's in the song. <laughs> when he's, <laughs> when yeah, he's that's in a, a car. That's a that's weird a, reference. 
but at the time it was very current right like it was yeah. just the 90s right sort of uh, the magna carta song they make is obviously a parody of camp town races right. uh the acme piano wire which you yep. mentioned yeah notice that one. coyote and i mentioned the rod saying uh red room right right obviously a shining reference uh yeah. oh and we forgot maybe one of the most iconic bits that you see on, on the internet now is when Lenny's wall falls down oh. and he's sitting at the desk. He's please don't tell anyone how I live. Right. That's like, one of the, that's one of the gags that I always remember, but forget what episode it comes from. Yeah. And that's the one that's... it's realty bites. So like, not only does it have, you know, snake and Phil Hartman and uh, you know, the, the, the endless kind of it seems like it's like three episodes jammed in one but you've got that lenny bit another meme too lenny is, another meme is uh the truth and the truth oh yeah <laughs> you're right you're right they That's do another, do this. i love it it's such a oh. good episode well how about this one too um <laughs> when they do the test and he says time's up you may now undermine each other's confidence <laughs> <laughs> Well, I nailed that one on <laughs> whatever. Houseboat. People do that. <laughs> yeah, such a great showing the Harvard writers again, right? Wouldn't it be funny in a test to like look over to someone and like after a test and just be like, "Oh, uh, I nailed that trick question on number twenty-seven." <laughs> just to, like get in other people's heads. They're like, "Oh They're man, like, oh, what? What is he yeah. talking about?" You're a cruel monster, Al Babcock. <laughs> Maybe history's greatest monster. <laughs> yep. Uh -huh. um there was another thing I, oh yeah in the unemployment office which we were talking about with uh uh george bush you can yep. also see larry burns and laureen lumpkin that's right yes when they start when they pan down uh and larry the, burns is adjusting his tie <laughs> yeah made up riding dangerfield <laughs> so good it's so uh, weird to think about riding dangerfield in the simpsons because it doesn't Rodney Dangerfield has been around so long that they sort of caught him near the end of his life, right? There's but, one legend, little line. There's one little line in that Rodney Dangerfield episode where he uh, he's like, I get no regard. I get no regard at all. Instead of respect, I love it every time. Yep. That's <laughs> another, one. another one, another classic. That uh, was, yeah, you're right, though. Like the... Uh, the brilliance of like Rodney Dangerfield didn't really come out in that episode. Who still is a great voice actor for that episode, but like, oh, and that's what it's, I just say here the uh, in the lineup because there's a guy with a beard on, yeah, and he's um, it's George Meyer, one of the writers for The Simpsons. Yeah, they're always slipping in writers. Uh, yeah, like Graining's in there, Castellaneta's in there too a lot. Oh, um, and I also like the slogan. The slogan for um, uh, Lionel Hutz's uh, realty business: "The six percent commission people." Yeah. <laughs> That's brutal. Catchy, yeah, you know. I love another it. one. And we, get to see, and we get to see Snake and Homer fight, which was like so great, right? Them fighting <laughs> them when they're, they're lying there. This is really dangerous. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah, you're Snake, right. Snake like, really <laughs> wanted to kill him too. Like he literally wanted to kill yeah. him. It was decapitated with a wire. Yeah, and then he was like, "Wait for the snap." When he's like holding his, 
Yep. Great stuff. The, yeah, uh, I also stuff. have written down at the very start, um, there's some funny dialogue where Marge is like, we never do anything. Are we, are we not going to do anything? Oh, yes. And then she's like, well, there's an Azalea festival. And he's like, yeah. oh, me and Lenny went yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> what? Lenny really wanted to go. Because <laughs> yeah. it's so great because it sounds like a lie. And then you realize, no, it isn't a lie. They actually went to this thing. And the fact that he went without his wife is just beautiful. Yeah. That whole bit there, too. Yeah, all the dumb, dumb Homer stuff off the top is really good. Just how oblivious he is to <laughs> anybody's feelings. Um, oh, shoot. Oh, yeah. The uh, the bit where uh, Snake, the honor system for the prisoners <laughs> with the unlocked gate. And then when he leaves, it's Kearney, right? And Kearney You're ruining like, it for the rest of us. <laughs> Which is another joke about uh, sort of lax prison laws, I guess. And the they state, always you know, make those jokes about the lax prison in uh, in Springfield, like especially in the Lisa on Ice episode too, where uh, Wiggum's <laughs> just like, "I'll let you guys all out if you promise not to do any crimes." <laughs> Snake's like, "No," he's like, "I'll take that as a yes." Wow. Yep. No, they really, uh, they really like making fun of the cops. But but that's the Simpsons. They make every nobody's safe. Every every institution, every person, every everybody is they a make target. Fun of America, basically, yeah. is what they're yeah. doing. They're making fun and of that's Americans. That's what I thought it was. Um, when they got later on in the episode seasons, where it was a lot more celebrities coming on to play themselves. Mm -hmm. When it was too bad because as Simpsons was this microcosm, right? Like Krusty isn't a real world celebrity. He's this, well, he is in the Simpsons, right? He's just like an international star. Yeah. And so is, um, um, oh, why can't I think it's Schwarzenegger. Um, um, you know, uh, why can't, I can't think of the character's oh, uh, name. Rainier Wolfcastle. Yeah, yeah, thank you, right? And yeah. all of his McBain. films. McBain. Yeah. McBain. McBain. Yeah. Um, that he's, it's not Schwarzenegger, it's McBain, right? Or it's yeah, Rainier, uh, Rainier yeah. Wolfcastle. Um, I sort of, I kind of miss that part of the Simpsons where they would have analogs for real life. It wouldn't really be celebrities and stuff. Um, it was a lot more satirical in that way than just kind of saying like, oh, here's uh, like the character Donald Trump or something and we're going to make fun of him. <laughs> like, right. it, it, But yeah, if it had some like tyrant billionaire, like, and they can kind of make a yeah. joke about kind of funny. How that Monty Burns is evil billionaire, and now we live in the age of evil billionaires. Yeah, uh, but at the time it wasn't it wasn't really a thing the way it is now, right? He's, he's really controlling, and he's supposed to be everything, right? Big business and and your boss. And, yeah, he's the he's you know like the I mean? man that you can't take yeah. down, right? Like yeah. he tried to block out the sun, and still people don't care. <laughs> like yeah have the rolling stones killed yeah. do as i say yeah <laughs> he's oh, a I'll brilliant say. character too i think that uh as as i got older i think like i started to respect more characters like mr burns or how about frank grimes skinner yeah frank grimes <laughs> is all of us yeah you're like yeah i would do that too we'd all go insane live <laughs> <Yeah>. with <laughs> homer yeah, well, I think it's cool how I've always said that, like, The Simpsons, all when Homer interacts with someone who's seemingly normal, they don't get Homer. 
Like yeah. someone who comes out of Springfield into Springfield or whatever. So Frank is one of them. Let's say he comes from like the real world. He really does. He's and the now let, yeah. character. Yeah. And now he sees this guy who just get he's a buffoon and everybody loves him and he gets everything. And like, yeah. Like you've been to outer space. Oh, you've never been. Never been. Yeah. Like, come on. Would you like to see been. my Grammy? <laughs> <laughs> I thought he threw his Grammy away. <laughs> hey, don't throw your garbage down. <laughs> See, that's my Simpsons when they're, when they're, oh, by the way, I'll report, Eric, my youngest and I have been watching Simpsons. Like he pretty much demands two a night, right? Yeah. And I don't do them in any order. I just jump around. That's why I, I don't care. Um, and he still nothing has beats Itchy and Scratchy Land for him. He's still, that is his number one episode of The Simpsons. Nothing has knocked it out. So just, I'll give you an update as we keep watching. I'll give you updates on, uh, if anything tops and it is a brilliant episode worthy it's of it. any top, top five ten. for me too for yeah, sure yeah, yeah. yeah. He, cried, Scratch. he cried laughing like he couldn't believe it where nothing can possibly go wrong <laughs> <laughs> that's the first thing that's ever gone wrong beautiful yeah. and the uh, look, the bullet license plate. episode where we've gone rogue and we're running all over the simpsons episode well i think we covered our, our episode pretty well we really did we really yeah. did now you're gonna hey we played a game last time we're gonna come on al you're gonna give me uh a... the thing is i have um like questions for you already yeah we we already pretty much talked about all of them oh. in, in just our discussion um but i do have one question for you all right uh, how much did chief wiggum sell johnny d's gates for <gasps> Oh God, that's a good one. I'm gonna say it was really bad, like 50 bucks. It's one kilo. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> and what does he say after? Doesn't he say they're, they're worth at least two kilo? I forget. Like, I know he's just like sold or whatever. <laughs> uh, other questions I had, we've pretty much um, solved them. What was the name of Snake's car? uh lil bandit lil and what bandit. did it and what kind of <laughs> what kind of gas did it take premium <laughs> premium dude it's premium and she's a she little bandit is a she yeah she is a she he needs premium how long was gill working on the whitman place 10 years 21 no. 21 years wow the guy's 20. like, ooh, yeah, I just sold the Whitman place. Like, I've been working yeah. on that for 21 years. <laughs> and how he accosts her the moment she comes in for leads. Give me some leads, Marge. I need some leads. <laughs> Gil Phil is Arvin's one of the better characters. With him, eh? He's <laughs> just like the contempt he has for him. Which, you know, he's funny. You never see that in Lionel because he's always the bottom. Yeah. He's always the bottom, right? Just, just the worst mess. And just have, like, oh, good old Gil, oh boy. And he must have just started as a Glengarry Glen Ross joke. It was, right? yeah. And then they just thought, oh, this is too good. We have to have Gil. And then, which his probably bit biggest episode would have been when Marge uh, tries another business when she gets into the uh, food truck business, right? Oh, yeah. Gil, uh, yeah. And, uh, or what does she make? She's baking something, right? She's making something. The pretzel wagon. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Man. Swiss cheese brain. It's so it's kind of cool doing this. I know people have listened to a Simpsons podcast. And like, this guy doesn't know anything about the Simpsons. Why did you bring this moron up? 
but I, I love rediscovering uh, a show like this, you know? Um, oh, I've that, done that with uh, recently with seasons two and three. Like a yeah. lot of episodes I hadn't seen in years. Uh, like I, I kind of do the same thing where I end up kind of watching at like, like uh, seasons like six to 10 over and over and not yeah. watching like good ones in season three and two. And, and Well, we watched uh, the first Sideshow Bob episode in season one. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric always thought it was funny that the first episode of The Simpsons is a Christmas special. Yeah. It's got to be the only show in history to have their first episode be a Christmas special. <laughs> yeah. Such a weird thing, eh? But, um, uh, and and twice now he's discovered, like right away he noticed Sideshow Bob had big feet, like right right out of the gate. He goes, wait a minute. And I was like, whoa, this kid's on it. Yeah. And there was another one where he um, he picked out something immediately. Ah, I can't, I apologize. But it was uh, uh, right out of the gate. He was like, wait a minute. And I was like, oh, he guessed it. It's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, he's good at this. So his uh, Simpsons education is coming along well. I remember re-education. Uh, uh, that as a kid, this is a later episode. It's in season 12, but it's the one with NSYNC. And they, uh, Bart is in the boy band that the Navy uses to, through subliminal messages to recruit people. <laughs> Have you seen that one? Yes. That so if you play familiar. Join the Navy backwards, it's Yvonnette Nayage, and that's like the, that's what they use as their chorus of their song. And as soon as I heard that as a kid, I was actually doing a project on subliminal messaging at the time. Oh, like and I was like, wow, line. this is like legit. Like they're actually putting subliminal messages in, and then that ended up becoming the plot. But yeah, yeah, that's like, a funny coincidence. It's really cool. Like I, I just thought. That episode's always stuck with me, even though it's not like what you'd consider a top 20 episode or whatever. Right. Same with yeah, uh, the Hungry, me, Hungry right? Homer. You oh, that yeah, one? yeah. Where he finds out that they're moving the team to Albuquerque, so he goes on a hunger strike. Yeah. That one was in like the 12th season, still one of my favorites. Oh, I'll watch that next. Yeah. I'll watch that. Because, yeah, it's, it's, um, for me, like, we watched Simpsons Sunday night, right? That was, that was when you watched the Simpsons and, and that was the only time you watched the Simpsons. And so to see all of those coming out those day, like, um, you know, the, the episode, the guy incognito episode, you know, that man's my exact double. They talk as a puppy tail. <laughs> it went to commercial break and I had two buddies over and we honest to God laughed until the commercial break was over. Like we were still wiping tears away because it was just like, and I looked at the time, I'm like, it's been five minutes. We've watched the first five minutes of this episode, essentially. Yeah. Just that kind of experience to, to go through those and see them when they came out. And then to um, now to have them every episode at my fingertips, right? Yeah. Not, I don't have to even change DVDs or anything anymore. I have all of them, everything. Well, I shouldn't say that. All but the missing uh, Michael Jackson episode, of course. Which yeah, is I not know, that's... Disney Plus, which I think is not cool. I'm gonna have to pick up one of the DVDs. Yeah, think, because that's that. uh, that's uh, that's a whole other conversation about the idea of digital. Uh, like, what do you really own? Um, yeah, and what do they change? Like, um, I recently found out Avatar got changed. Um, one of the funniest bits where he, you know, he hooks up to the dragon after he hooked up to the girl, and they yeah. all that, that thing that tail that they hook up with. They've cut. 
they've cut one of those out. They've cut out him doing the sex scene or something. And you're like, just Jeff Bezos has it now. And you're like, is that right? I don't think that's right. I don't think they should be allowed to mess with cuts of show. You know, like if that's the only one you can get now. Yeah, I don't, well, yeah, I don't like that. I'm not also, cool. when you watch The Simpsons on Disney Plus, do you uh, put it back to the original ratio? I don't, but I probably should because it can get pretty wonky sometimes. Yeah, because they cut, yeah. they literally cut out gags. Like they cut out signs, they cut out uh, like stuff in the background. Oh, 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 like when they do like a pan and scan over like a Yeah, so they make it into like HD widescreen or whatever, and they literally cut out jokes out of The Simpsons. Well, that's brutal. So didn't I they went, change that though? I thought people, I thought people put up a stink about that. And they changed. They that. did. So I didn't figure it out though till like a, a month ago. You can go into the Disney Plus and change your ratio back to normal. Oh, on okay. the Simpsons. Just yeah. on the Simpsons. I think so. Yeah, just oh. on the Simpsons. Okay. Thanks for that. Yeah, that's yeah. good to know. Because I, I literally, it'll put it back down to like a box, like normal TV. But then you'll that's see cool. all the gags. Well, that's the way you're supposed to watch it. Yeah, it's really bad sometimes. Like, they literally cut characters out of scenes. Well, and it gets this, it's too, it gets kind of grainy and, and the animation, especially in the early seasons where the animation, of course, is not great. You know, yeah. like, it's very low budget. Um, sometimes you're like, whoa, that would have been better in its original ratio, I'm sure. It's funny to catch all these little things now, like the old animation. Like, there's a lot of times they would slip, like, two Barts. Like, Bart would be in the crowd and in the scene. Yeah. And stuff like well, that. I mean, Eric was uh, noticing that when we were uh, in the very first opening in season one, the different well, one that has a few different scenes, when Bart goes by an skateboard, a bunch of people run by to catch the bus. And there's a a man with Bart's head. Yeah. It's a big Bart head and it's like, eh, what? And it's, of course, they, that was one of the bits cut for the later openings. But it's strange, right? Yeah, there's a lot of those animation gags. But yeah, then I, then I realized that it was made in you know, 1992 or 93. And that's pretty, that's still pretty damn good yeah. for 92 and 93. Oh, yeah. 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 Like what other what other big animation was going on around that time? Like Looney Tunes, I guess. It, and, it, it sparked a lot of stuff, right? Well, yeah. so Looney Tunes, of course, you know, was showing it was going for movie theaters, right? Yeah. yeah, and they were the staple of like when I grew up Saturday morning, your sort of classic Saturday morning cartoons. It was always the last. It was like eleven to twelve. They'd just show an hour mm -hmm. of Bugs Bunny stuff, random stuff. It was amazing, right? I loved it. Um, I have them all on DVD now as well oh that's even awesome. the controversial ones and the walt disney ones because for that very reason i want copies of these i don't want to have to depend on digital versions you know um but um so before that a cartoon especially in the 90s in the 80s and 90s cartoons got really cheap and really crappy you know like scooby-doo was a beloved but in the animation was horrible right mm -hmm. and because the only way you could make any money off a cartoon was if it was cheap, right? There's no, if it was expensive, there's no point. Cartoons didn't make money. So when, with the exception of the Flintstones, which was a primetime cartoon that went on, um, which again, funny, was a parody of American life, but um, done through the lens of, you know, cavemen, right? Um, it, uh, there wasn't really anything that wasn't kid stuff unless you were, you know, getting stuff from Japan or whatever, if you were an anime fan before 
people really knew what that was, you know, other than a very niche thing. Um, otherwise, that was it. You were just watching kind of kid stuff, right? And then The Simpsons ushered in, like I said, there's no Family Guy without it. There's no South Park without it. There's nothing. They've all, South Park even did an episode where they acknowledged that Simpsons did it first. Was <laughs> never. Was I mean, because there was comic strips and stuff like that, but was The Simpsons yeah. like the first adult geared cartoon? Like on TV, yes, there was. Uh, Fritz the Cat was, um, and uh, uh, Heavy Metal was another infamous one that was a Canadian made that had adult themes mm-hmm. and animation. But those, again, those weren't. Oh, they did show heavy metal on uh, CBC. I remember they show it late night on CBC. And it was a big rights thing because there was a journey song in it and, and they got the rights to it right before it exploded and was huge. So they didn't really pay. So then it was tied up in the courts for years and you couldn't get a copy of this heavy metal. John Candy is in it in a little bit. He does a voice oh, in it. Yeah. And it's kind of weird. It's some are cool. Some are actually, um, South Park did that episode. Remember where, uh, one of the dads, um, stan or uh, smoke a weed and then he uh flies off in this car in outer space that's a whole that's the whole opening of heavy metal that's a full homage because again there wasn't much you know what i mean you could see like i said heavy metal fritz the cat which wasn't very good it was kind of like a dirty cartoon this ralph bakshi i think it was mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh he was this infamous kind of he made two of those and they're not very good at all um and yeah i couldn't really think you know the most adult you got was like the flintstones and the jetsons which were a little bit more parody but other than that i can't really think because the critic came later with john lovitz which is amazing i love that show he actually shows on the simpsons even in that south park that like that makes me think of south park different too because what Mm -hmm. they're doing is completely different than the simpsons as well especially at that time like dealing with censorship and everything Sure. And of course, a lot of people forget The Simpsons was very controversial when it came out. Exactly. And then for South Park to come out in 98 and kind of blow that out of the water, like anything yeah. The Simpsons had done at that point was just like gone yeah. after South Park. They're coming out. Like exactly a decade, right? Because yeah. Simpsons, technically 1989, yeah, all, Tracy Allman show. Yeah. yeah. So you're calling, you know, of their, that style. So of course, Trey Parker, Matt Stone, obviously watching this and then they're coming up with their own thing um and i think that's the way it goes right each decade you got new like i said you're influenced you grow up you do your comedy you influence someone else like it just there's always been this circle of it right um so it's it's, it's kind of cool to see the evolution and now like I said, there's a million god how many millions of cartoons are there uh for kids and grown-ups right Oh and yeah, for grown-ups, like a couple of them. Because it became uh, reasonable, right? It became reasonable to make it. You're Two big it ones uh, I can think of are BoJack Horseman and uh, Archer. Oh God, yeah. Archer's oh, yeah. amazing. Like, and then uh, there was a lot of stuff like, um, what was it? Um, the stream there was like a comedy. One of the cartoon, one of the networks would show their Adult Swim, right? Remember yeah, Adult Swim? Yeah started up and they had animation mixed with other stuff oh they had crazy <laughs> stuff on there they had robot chicken crazy stuff oh yeah yeah wonder shows yeah uh i That's watched metalocalypse a lot which was the one about oh, the hilarious. <laughs> yeah that hilarious i love that show yeah 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 you didn't know what it was like back in the old days we had nothing nothing 
this. I do scrape together an old VHS of cartoons. <laughs> I, I just want, I actually, uh, after talking about this, I kind of do want to own some DVDs now just to have a copy of some of this art. Because like you said, yeah. and, and any day they can uh, decide to pull whatever episodes they want. We won't be able to watch them anymore. Yep. Yep, they'll decide, nope, we can't have that. Or like, say there's a song in it. There's a song and that song is disputed now or there's a new legal. That kind of, like WKRP, you can't get, it's very hard to get them. Now, maybe you can now, but for years it was locked up because they had Pink Floyd songs and Led Zeppelin songs like in the episodes because mm -hmm. it was a rock station. So they're only using little bits of it. You know, so nobody's like, I'm not going to buy a Led Zeppelin album. I'm just going to listen to the... <laughs> 60 seconds they play in the middle of a WKRP episode like come on but it's a shame because there's a few there's even a particular bit where um Johnny's sleeping it looks like he's sleeping in the thing and uh, Mr. Carlson comes in and starts sniffing around and uh, it's a Pink Floyd song with the dogs barking on it from animals right and yeah. he, he almost touches it and Johnny's like don't touch that and he jumps back right he's like do you he goes, are those dogs I hear? He goes, well, I hear them. <laughs> you know, but th that bit, I don't know if they're allowed to show that bit anymore because it's all centers around this Pink Floyd song, which they did not really have the rights to. It's very weird. Because yeah. now, you know, copyright is like crazy. I know I'm, I'm tiptoeing with this podcast because I want to use a couple like clips from the show and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, apparently the Simpsons aren't really tough on no because they get it right that you it, don't and you think about it like you think about how, yeah you think about how much fan content there actually is when you go on YouTube and stuff everyone uses little clips and everything I don't think they really care but there is like a lot of legalities to it at, at any point they could come down on you and, and sure. like they could and so uh, that's our advice listeners dear listeners get hard copies of media that you really value and, and really my want. and my advice is use the theme songs first and have them tell you you're wrong don't ask permission just that's do right. it and have them tell you you're, you're wrong that's right it's the old it's the old uh, it's better to ask beg forgiveness, forgiveness. yeah that's perfect itchy and scratchy baby uh all right i should go yeah, thanks a lot for being here, Dave. This is a really oh, good awesome. uh, conversation. I love this. I love the Simpsons. It's a great job. Dishwasher. Woo! I think I'm, I'll bring you back on uh, periodically, maybe like once a month for an episode. I love it. Every yeah. time. We'll do it. We'll, uh, we'll watch. You pick them, and I'll watch them, and then we'll talk. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Dave. All right, Al. Take care. Take care, man. This has been another episode of Purple Monkey Dishwasher. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to follow AB3 Comedy at AB3 Comedy on all social media platforms. Follow the Purple Monkey Dishwasher Facebook group and follow all the other podcasts at Comedy Here Often. Thank you for listening.